Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is here. He's ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota's Sanford School of Medicine. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Hogan. Now, many of our regular people probably wonder why I have to do that intro every time. Yeah, why do you? I do it because when this program is over, our good friend, Mr. Quinn, sends a copy to me by computer and then... I edit it down and put it on your website. But if we don't have a clear opening, then we don't have a really good show to start with. So that's why I do it on your website. But actually, before the program began, and before anyone who's listening to this on the website will know, Bob and I were talking about headaches, Mm -hmm. and uh, we kind of want your take on headaches, because you are the doctor. Yes. Well, one thing about headaches is that they can easily turn into chronic pain. Chronic pain is a different bird altogether than a severe pain. Think about the severe pain of an ice cream headache. You know, this ow, 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 and then it goes away. You know, it's gone. Gone. Uh, and you have a cause, and the solution is not to do that again. <laughs> don't, don't bite don't into that ice cream. bite into that ice cream. On the other hand, if you have a pain that's there every day, every day, every day, it turns into a different receptor in the brain. The brain changes it. It moves into a different area. uh, And it is one of those things that there's no good treatment for which there is no good treatment. Uh, um, uh, It's one of those things that a pill will maybe temporarily uh, help, but eventually, you know, these pills can lose do their harm, and they lose their effectiveness. Or can do harm if you take them for too long, yes. right? So uh, what we have learned uh, in chronic pain is to uh, try to change the, the way we think about it, the way uh, we uh, react to it, uh, probably getting up in the middle of the night at 1.30 in the morning and, and drink, making more coffee. <laughs> it might not be the answer. I, huh? I don't know. I don't think something good. <laughs> you know, obviously, uh, you and I are up at similar times. Though I wake up and read a book for about an hour, sometimes in the middle of the night. Um, but but I then don't you make, can go back to and sleep, and then I can get back to sleep sometimes. And uh, but I, or I, you get up at four, some darn ungodly hour in the morning. So you have there's a time thing going on in your brain anyway chronic pain needs to be approached in a different way and uh it's interesting a friend of mine has severe headaches that have been going on for a long long time and that person has sought help uh and unsuccessfully uh through local and far-reaching medical options finally uh someone said gee could this be arthritis in your neck and so the person, my friend, has uh, finally sought off, sought after uh, neck uh, help, and uh, I'm hopeful that uh, this will be helpful to this person. I'm trying to not reveal sexual person, right. you know how you, you just person, you, you just person. a person, right? And um, well, that'd be wonderful if they, if that person found the answer, some and relief. Found relief. Yes. Uh, so, that, you know, uh, but chances are, even if 
the source of the pain is removed. When there is chronic pain syndrome, the pain won't go away. It's there. It's been taught. Your body says this is normal, and it's going to be there all the time. And so I think if you realize that that is kind of what our dirty, rotten pup bodies do. I mean, our bodies are these wonderful, magnificent things, but they also can bring on uh, trouble, and that's, that's it. And so your, your approach sometimes has to be, I got to live with it. I've got to, and to live with it, you don't uh, end up just being overwhelmed by drugs, for one thing, because sometimes mo most of the drugs for pain take away your alertness, take away your consciousness, decrease your your ability to to be uh, to savor uh, aliveness. So that's a tough territory to to uh, talk about. I don't have great answers for chronic pain syndrome, but you know I have to bring it up because uh, uh, that's one component of headache. It's Use certainly one pain. component of a lot of chronic uh, pain, uh, well, and and it may well be Bob that you're the it's arthritis in your neck. It's my mustache that does it. <laughs> yes, that causes so a handsome mustache that you're yeah, growing a little bit longer. Well, this morning there's nothing on TV, and yeah. I didn't. My glasses were upstairs, and I'm too lazy to go get them, so I just sat and pondered the complexities of life and tweaked down my mustache. Now I have the handlebar mustache on one side. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. looking good, Bob. It's good. Hey, we're going to take a break. If you have any comments about the pain you may be feeling or any questions about, about this or any other medical topic, give us a call during this break at 692-1430. And if you're out of the area, add 605. Let's talk about it. Good morning. Glad to have you listening today. We're here. We're ready to talk about headaches, and we hope you're not having one. But if you deal with headaches, <laughs> we really hope you're not having one. Um, we had one person who called in with a question about TMJ, TMJ and headaches. What can you tell us about right. that? Um, temporal mandibular joint syndrome. I start grinding my teeth as soon as you mention it. Yes. No. <laughs> TMJ, that's it. Yes. It's a real deal. And it has a lot to do, well, there's m many causes. I mean, you know, people, teeth don't align or they, because they have a habit of clenching their teeth or because they were built with too short of a jaw or too long of a jaw or because they have rheumatoid arthritis or because they were slugged uh, one time when they were younger or they fell and they ran it into a fence, you know, or because... Something happened to their jaw right. or, and or their, tension. And the joint is no longer working like it should be. Huh? And so there's a chronic uh, uh, arthritis of one or both uh, uh, TMJs, which is that part where your jaw swings, the movement source of your jaw. And so uh, that type of arthritis and that kind of a chronic pain can sometimes be fixed by, you know, realigning your teeth, uh, extending your jaw out uh, physically with, with uh, jaw surgery, uh, by braces uh, that hold your teeth uh, in alignment, or anti-bruxism uh, jaw device at night when you sleep, uh, or arthritis pain medicines, or sometimes you just don't have good answers. 
Uh, so, uh, you know, if you can't, if you have to start, stop moving your jaw uh, because <laughs> Just your, don't move your joint doesn't work. You know, well, how can you do that? Right. You need to move your jaw so, a bit. So, right. yeah, you know, I'm not an expert in TMJ. I know a lot of dentists are and there's, and uh, uh, orthodontists are. But there, it sounds as though you mentioned many things that can be helpful. So TMJ is something if you have, you shouldn't just try to live with it. You should find out what might help to relieve it or at least right. alleviate the pain. Right. I know one of my three daughters, I won't mention which one, but I think anyone knowing my three daughters <laughs> will know which one, was just a little high-strung, very intense, and in her <laughs> late teens, <laughs> early 20s, she had this just really a lot of pain. And finally, the doctor, I don't know if it's the doctor or the dentist, but just said, um, you're grinding your teeth at night. You are so intense. And they gave her this device that she put in her mouth at night when she slept. The pain went, went away, away and just because what happened was she was so intent and intense that the uh, the device prevented her from grinding her teeth, and during the day she felt fine. So it um, it really cured her problem. But I'm not saying that that's a cure for everyone, but you mentioned right. that as one possibility. So well, TMJ is something that is horrible to live with, but you you really should try to find out about it, right? Because get some there, help. there are things that could help them. Yep. Some pain, as you mentioned, cannot be helped. No. Uh, I, would, uh, I would say uh, also in response to your comments about your intense daughter. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, a lot of times, uh, the old days, in the uh, 80s, uh, people would say, oh, here's a pill, and make a tranquilizer, and you just send your, your daughter or whoever it is that might be quite intense into a state of kind of chronic drunkenness. Yeah, we didn't do that. No. <laughs> I didn't uh, think that was a good idea. Not a good idea. No. And, but here's the point I'm making. What a wonderful thing that you have a daughter who is so alert, so uh, uh, alive. You know, you, every person is different. Uh, and, and, you know, we, sometimes we see, oh, they're so different that we need to make them normal again we bring them down with a pill or bring them up with the pill or da 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 with the pill boy it was in the 80s that we realized how bad those pills could be and so i'm my my point is you know when when we find you know i have a dear friend who is uh uh a worrier i'm just always worried i'm a worrier i'm a worrier and i'm worrier. you know what you are a, you're an empathetic person what a wonderful thing uh, so don't worry about being a worrier. Just be glad that you're empathetic. <laughs> don't worry about that's being a line a I have to throw at my husband. He has lived his life worrying, so that's because he really cares, right? That is, and of it. course he would say, Joan, you don't care about anything because <laughs> you never worry. But we'll go bit past that. But he do, he does worry, yeah. and I've had very good friends who have been uh, chronic worriers. They just care more than I do, huh? That, no, that might not. <laughs> but your your worry is in a different different realm, area, right? Hey, while it. we were talking, we did have a question come in. It really doesn't, I don't think, have anything to do with pains other than allergies can be painful. But a caller questioned us about allergies and would like to know, is there anything you can do if you have allergies to polyester or synthetics? Ooh, Ooh that's a tough one. Polyester or synthetics, an allergy to that. What can you do? Avoid them. Avoid them. <laughs> that uh, that's help. really hard because more and more polyesters and oh. synthetics are around. 
I don't know what their allergic symptoms uh, yeah. are from the polyesters and synthetics. You have to know that there's probably polyesters and synthetics in the air always around you, no matter whether you, you know. So I, I, I would be very curious about the symptoms. I would be symptom-driven. Uh, if you come to the most powerful anti-allergy pills that we have, uh, it would be over-the-counter Allegra in the morning and Zyrtec at night, one or the other or both. Uh, if your symptoms are nasal, um, then we have steroid nasal sprays, but I've, I'm kind of veering away from them of late. If you have uh, uh, allergies that are intolerable, you know, then I would, you know, talk about uh, allergy shots. Talk to the um, allergist about it. I think, you know, the, that's one I would certainly say if in my office they came in and had significant symptoms. I you would, would send them to an allergist. Lift them up into my little <laughs> arms and hand them over to the allergic because the specialist knows yes. a bit more about it yeah. than you. Yeah. There is help. I'm trying to think the, uh, I've had various allergies that arrived in my oh, later you, years. I never had allergies till I was in my 40s, I don't think. And hmm. they somehow develop. But there are many different ways you can help. Avoidance is a big thing, but you can't avoid everything. No. So fortunately for me, taking a pill, and uh, the Allegra in the morning, pretty well covers it. If I really have an extreme outbreak of uh, hives i'll just take two benadryl and they will pass me out but in the morning the yeah. hives will be gone so that can be dangerous though because once I, I had them kind of stopping my breathing that was not a good no. evening no I, i'm not a benadryl <laughs> fan uh, for that reason no, no because it will knock me out but it does clear the hives quickly Let, do the zyrtec at night yeah. so add that to the allegra in the morning okay. add a zyrtec at night a in the morning z at and at bed that makes sense but i really don't need it every day no so that's that's right that's why but but, boy, but for people there are there is help for polyester and synthetics and i think your concept of seeing an allergist really is makes a good it. idea <laughs> yeah i mean see the allergist don't listen to joan what do well, i well and uh, and the benadryl uh the allergists jump all over me whenever i have suggested benadryl in the past you know uh, they have said no it is never good it's not useful uh, it's not as powerful as the Zyrtec. Really? It is That's not surprising. as powerful as the Zyrtec. I did not know that. So uh, Learn something new every day. Do the, okay. do, the, do the Zyrtec. It might be okay, so it, Zyrtec is also long-acting and not as sedating. Uh, you know, but, you know, Somewhat people, sedating, that's why you prefer taking it at night, right? Yeah. yeah. So What's wrong with Benadryl then? What have they said about that? Because... Uh, it has so many significant side effects that people, uh, if, they, if they're not using it all the time, because it loses its effect if you use it all the time. If you right. use it occasionally, uh, you'll, you'll trip and fall and break your hip on the way to the bathroom. And in particular, it's one of the drugs that they have listed uh, for the elderly to avoid, and I agree with that. Well, uh, I don't agree with everything on that list of uh, to be to be avoided, but uh, I do agree with the Benadryl. Well, thank you. I was not aware of that. Yes, I will avoid that Benadryl. Well, I'm, but particularly when you get older, yeah. Joan. And by the way, I got older. Yeah, you're not that <laughs> old. Oh, ah. yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break on that note. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Speaking of pain... <laughs> 
Rick avoided pain last night by watching something really good on public well, TV. Well, if I could remember, I mean... It was Willie Nelson, Merle Willie Haggard. N- Merle Haggard and a third guy, and the third guy was 81 when he sang it. Uh, and the was Merle Haggard the was women? 70. The Highwaymen? No, no, it wasn't. Something else. Well, right? it was Merle Haggard and this other guy and and Willie. And then a bunch of uh, another uh, really good uh, band. And it was just a great fun watching. Well, they're doing fundraising now. So that right. means you probably won't be on the air tomorrow night, right? You're right. Okay. That must be it. So if you're looking for Dr. Holm tomorrow night, you'll miss him. You know, you mentioned Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson, and I thought... We were watching Les Mis. Then I realized Ed had taped Les Mis that was on public TV. Two and nights that's ago. what we, yeah, we that's watched it. it last night because he knew we weren't, we wouldn't be home for it. The one thing that I wish I had taped and I haven't seen is the uh, woman who won on Jeopardy. Did you hear about that? No. no Monday what? night, the guy the lost. The guy lost. And he had over $2 million. I don't know how much he <laughs> had, but I'm going to see if I can't, can't find that on the web somewhere. I'd like to see it. But a gal beat him. So. He finally lost. We didn't cry too hard for him. He made a lot of money, didn't yeah, he? No, Did but very well. Uh, it brought a little attention to Jeopardy, which is kind yeah. of yeah. interesting. Hmm. People enjoy those things, unless you're Bob, who never watches television. Yeah. <laughs> never turns, turns it on. <laughs> but you were, that, I was thinking about you. That's why I brought it up, Bob. You know, that the, Sure, talking about stuff I know nothing about. Sure, excluding me. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Poor Bob. Hey, we were talking about pain and chronic pain, and uh, there are different ways to avoid chronic, to, uh, to live with chronic pain, to make it more livable. And one is, a lot of times they talk about deep breathing, and I have an Apple Watch, yeah. and about five times a day it'll say, stop and breathe. And I'm looking at my watch, <laughs> my watch is telling me, and then it even goes in and out with breath. It, you know? it tells you also it, to stand up periodically stand up. when you've been Usually when I'm long. driving on the interstate 80 miles an hour, yeah. stand up. <laughs> I really can't right now, but but it does give good <clears throat> advice on that yep. Apple. I, I, I think that's the Apple Watch is an interesting thing. So apparently Apple Music is gone. I iMusic is, yeah, is... They're letting that go. I don't know what the deal is. I they're don't going either. to something else. Um, you know, we're too old to keep up with this stuff. I, I've... I can't Are you worried out about what, Apple Music? Well, it's going to save me some money because I've done an a, a, iTunes thing for my family for oh. a while. Well, now they'll they'll switch to something else. They'll I'm find sure. another yeah, source. Yeah, they'll find some way. So, yep. so back to chronic pain. Deep breathing is one way. Another thing is reducing stress in your life. Can stress really intensify chronic pain? Or, you know, we talked about my young daughter, but mm-hmm. um, well, I let's talk about stress a little bit. Uh, okay. I think that uh, it depends upon how you define it. But let's face it, everyone's life is full of stress unless you're either so dull that you can't and you're not observant of anything or uh, uh, you haven't lived very long. You know, you're a very young person and you haven't, you, you know, everything is hunky-dory. The truth is, if you live long enough, life is not hunky-dory. And that's the sad part. On the other hand, it is those stresses. It is the stress of life that makes us stronger. And, you know, let's talk about, to, to illustrate the point, let's talk about stress lines in a hip. Uh, if you take an x-ray of a person's hip, you will see that the uh, femur, the major bone that comes up uh, the, from the knee to the hip, that femur bone is lined, 
has lines of calcium, and it's a linear flowing line, mini lines going up toward the hip, and you see it, it bends as the hip bends into the ball, and it goes through the ball. And then there is a separation of the ball uh, by the hip joint, and then there's the pelvic receptacle for the ball, right? The, the socket. And you see the same lines coming from the hip th- through space and the cartilage into the hip. It is the, 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 the stress of your life, the walking, the jogging, the, the standing, the movement that makes your hip strong. If you want to, if you want to um, watch those stress lines go away and the bones soften and become extremely osteoporotic, go to space where there's no weight or sit in a chair and don't get up out of that chair. It's the value of, are you ready for this word, Bob? da 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 What would it be? Exercise. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, the important point is that uh, w- one stressor that we have in our life is exercise. We all kind of avoid it because it's easier to just sit there than to do the work of the exercise. But the truth is that the exercise and the walking is way better than any, any, any uh, pills or shots or anything to make your bones stronger. It's the walking that makes it stronger. And the stresses in life are, in a sense, the things that make us better. So um, I'm just saying uh, that uh, we get better by uh, trouble, by, uh, you know, things not going perfectly. Uh, That's the way of life. It makes us better. It forms us. uh, And everyone will tell you that after the fact. You know, it was a good experience in retrospect because, you know, I learned to da-da-da. I think we need to know that that's it. And, and uh, what, what happens is people panic. Panic is not a good stress. You know, letting there are bad stresses, like depression. And, and if you exercise more, maybe the depression will go away? That's the very best treatment for depression. Okay. It's getting up and going for a walk every day. And I if did you're my really anxious and anxiety, if you walk, that Go will for help. a walk. All right. You know, all of that will every help. Day, so there are negatives, oh. and to get rid of the negatives, the stress in your life that you want to increase is your exercise. There it is. It is the very best treatment for uh, the doldrums. I think that that's the best way of putting it, the doldrums. The doldrums. So you're still out running every day, I guess. I ran uh, the pancreatic cancer race on sun, on Saturday in Sioux Falls, uh, and they get, had me give a talk. Uh, so it was kind of nice. I got up on the stage, said a few positive words, got down, went for a three-mile run with uh, Lucy and Kevin Kephart and my my adoptive sister Jeannie Schmidt and our oldest son Eric. And uh, I ran the whole three miles. Wow. And the next day, I said that to my wife. She said, well, let's run another. So we ran three miles. She says, you got to get ready for this next round of whatever we're going to have for therapy. Okay, so I ran three miles. That that was Sunday. I ran three miles too, and so then on two Monday, days in a row. I hope I you rested move. on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't 
didn't move. You did not move on Monday. Oh, man. But anyway, That's I'm back. That's a lot of running. This feels so good. So today's Wednesday. By now, you're feeling good again. I am. Okay. We're going to take our final break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Happy to have you listening. And today we've been talking about headaches. And I did mention during the program that <clears throat> Dr. Holm would not have a show on public TV tomorrow night and because they're doing their fundraising. What I forgot to mention, and I'm very sorry about that, is that we will be broadcasting a program on headaches tomorrow night, but it will be broadcast on Facebook. So if you're a Facebook user, you pull up Facebook, you've already probably be- befriended Dr. Holm or Dr. or uh, how do you befriend on Facebook? PrairieDoc.org. <clears throat> or Prairie Doc is your friend on Facebook. Yes. This is for Facebook people. They know what I'm I talking don't know about. What no one else about, but that's knows. Okay. <laughs> but that's your friend. Bob so if your friend, <laughs> if your friend on Facebook happens to be uh, Prairie Doc, which we hope it is, then you can actually see the whole program Thursday night on headaches and that you've already and done. it's really good. It's, it's a really a good, good program one, so on headaches. Don't miss it. All right. Well, you have just a couple of minutes. What do you want to summarize about headaches for us, Dr. Holm? Well, um, a lot of different kinds of headaches. Sometimes they're arthritis. Sometimes they're migraines. Migraine doesn't mean severe. Migraine means vascular origin. And uh, it's, it's a, a funny and wonderful topic to, to learn about. Uh, and watch the show because that's an important uh, topic. Uh, and there are some uh, vascularly active, you know, hypertension drugs or antihypertension meds and so on that are very effective in the right situations. Anti-psych meds, anti-depression meds seem to work. There's a lot of different options. But the interesting thing is that sometimes the headaches are due to the meds. If you take a medicine for, uh, you know, even Tylenol has a withdrawal headache that you can have. So uh, realize that anything that you're taking, any pain medicine that you might be taking for chronic pain syndrome may be part of the problem and and exacerbating the problem. So uh, that would be my take-home message. Be careful about your medications, including Tylenol, Advil, Aleve, Uh, the whole nine yards. So there it is. Thanks, Dr. Holm. We hope all of you have enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org. Thanks, Rick. That's all till next week. Thank you, Joan. Thank you, Bob. And stay healthy out there, people. Thank you.